Hey Disney fan, have you ever wanted to know how we make the magic? Or maybe what's happening at Disney every single week? Well, have we got the podcast for you. This is D23 Inside Disney. I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. I'm Jeffrey from D23. I'm Candace from Radio Disney. And we are taking you Inside Disney. Hi Candace. Hi Sherry. <laughs> Hi Jeffrey, because you're probably listening, but Jeffrey's you're not listening. here. Yeah. <laughs> We miss you. We do. I feel like he probably just like got here from Walt Disney World and just got on a plane and went right back. Absolutely. He's <laughs> still on Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. And I don't blame him. I don't. If he has a fast pass, at yeah, least. Yeah, exactly. Yes. What Disney things did you do this week? I had a good time here on the lot this weekend. I got to bring my son to the Mira Royal Detective premiere Fun. from Disney Junior. Yeah, yeah the show's going to premiere March 20th. So they had this big party outside. There was food everywhere, yes. dancers, performances. Yes. The kids were all dressed up it was so beautiful so shout out to disney jr for having us it was amazing so how about you i saw onward yeah and it was so good i laughed i cried it's exactly what jeffrey said but my favorite character in onward was the manticore okay what's that i haven't seen it yet i don't want to spoil anything you just got to go see it it's incredible the closest I came to seeing it was getting a Happy Meal because it has the Onward toy. Okay, so actually, <laughs> funny you say that, cute. I got a Happy Meal this weekend for the Onward toy. Nice. <laughs> and I got the van, the Guinevere van. Oh, cool. So cool. Yeah, Love it. it's on my desk now. Well, we have plenty of Disney news we're about to get to, but we're excited, too, because our guest this week is Eric Darden, horticulture manager for Epcot's Flower and Garden Festival. So he's going to talk about all the things we saw last week when we were down at Walt Disney World Resort. Yeah. So that's coming up. I could learn a thing or two about um, how to care for house plants if yeah, you can help me with that. Me, too. I've got a dead um, <laughs> few things in my house right now. Same, I'll just say that. Same, same, same. Well, in very, very, very exciting Disney Parks news, we just got a whole slew of information about Avengers Campus, which is opening this summer at Disney California Adventure Park in Disneyland. I can't wait. Guys, here comes a whole lot of information. So get your notes out. Get ready to learn a lot. Campus, Avengers Campus. The campus is actually an acronym. It stands for a centralized assembly mobilized to prepare, unite, and safeguard. Ooh. Yeah. So you unpack that as much as you can. <laughs> so inside Avengers Campus, which is this all-new immersive land, you're going to find references to upcoming big screen and Disney Plus projects. And some of them are very obvious. Some of them are very hidden. So keep a keen eye out, Marvel fans. Avengers Headquarters is going to be there as well as the Worldwide Engineering Brigade, or WEB. So from here, this is where you get to see Spider-Man do his crazy, gravity-defying moves more than 60 feet in the air, and you might even get to meet him, too. What? Yeah. Speaking of Spider-Man, the new attraction, WEB Slingers, a Spider-Man adventure, will be at Avengers Campus. And guys, it is, like, truly the most immersive experience and so in this attraction you get to sling webs just like spider-man to help him wrangle spider bots that have run amok and it's all in 3d what i just got a picture of me in the middle of like (laughs) 80 10 year old boys like yes yes you gotta get the high score Also at Adventures Campus, you get to meet Doctor Strange, and making her Disneyland debut is General Okoye, straight from Wakanda. What? Yeah, very excited about that. So Adventures Campus will actually be the largest gathering of superheroes anywhere. So that includes the two I just mentioned, Black Widow, Captain Marvel, Captain America, the Guardians of the Galaxy, Iron Man, Black Panther. I mean, this list is so long. 
it's amazing. All my Marvel crushes in one place. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We've mentioned this before, Pim Test Kitchen, where there will be all kinds of crazy sized food from regular size to ginormous size to tiny size, including the not so little chicken sandwich, (laughs) which is a crispy breaded chicken breast that has outgrown its bun. So picture that. Okay. (laughs) That's a good ratio. I typically like it that way. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm also very excited for the Shawarma Palace, which is where you can enjoy the same food that the Avengers ate after the Battle of New York. And of course, there'll be tons of merchandise available at web suppliers, including remote control spider bots that you can take home. Okay. Mm -hmm. Lots going on there. I'm excited for that this summer. I know. Me too. There's just a lot to take in there. Speaking of Avengers, there is an all-new trailer out for Black Widow. It's the latest and final trailer, and we get to see a little bit more about this covert world known as the Red Room, which is what made Natasha Romanoff a skilled assassin. Mm -hmm. Uh, The villain in the film is this masked, super scary dude (laughs) named Taskmaster. (laughs) It seems like he can just about do anything, so, you know, Natasha's got a lot on her plate. So, of course, this film is star-studded. Scarlett Johansson, Florence Pugh, David Harbour, Rachel Weisz. Also, the trailer teased a seemingly hilarious family dinner scene, so I can't (laughs) wait to see that. Black Widow opens in theaters May 1st. Yes, I love when they say this is the final trailer, because they're, like, super close to the movie coming out. Totally. Well, there was another big trailer that was released. I'm very excited about this. They dropped a poster to go along with it for Disney's Jungle Cruise. So I don't know if you saw this, but I feel like this casting for the movie is perfect. Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt, of course. In the trailer, you see them basically in the Amazon in search of a magical tree that has healing powers. There's a little bit of comedy in there. It's really cool. So check it out if you haven't seen it, of course. Disney's Jungle Cruise. It's going to be in theaters July 24th. So we mentioned Jeffrey might possibly be back at Walt Disney World right now. I feel like maybe he's just like living at the Bowers Museum in Santa Ana, California. I think that's more likely. Yes. Inside the Walt Disney Archives, 50 years of preserving the magic is now open. So this was in Japan two years ago. It's going to travel around the U.S. It is open now, though, in Orange County, California. So we're talking costumes, merchandise, amazing collections. I hear Herbie the Love Bug is in the Bowers Museum. Cool. Which I would love to see. What about Bob Puppet's? sound very exciting to me as well (laughs) the exhibit runs now through the end of august awesome here's some news you might be excited about sherry coming to disney plus we already knew high school musical the musical the series is coming back for season two of course they're doing beauty and the beast can't wait but Derek huff has actually joined the cast which is very cool of course he won dancing with the stars six times so i feel like this is going to be a perfect scenario for him he's going to play miss jen's ex-boyfriend whose name is zach so they're describing him as a charming but sneaky actor who comes back to salt lake to teach drama at east high's biggest rival So I feel like this is going to cause a lot of drama, and I feel like he's going to get along really interestingly with the cast in Salt Lake. So we'll see all the drama on season two later this year on Disney+. Let's take it back to the parks. There is a brand new collection of Wishables available at Disney Parks now, and this is the Classic Snack Food Collection, which means we get to see cute, 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 cute plushes of the Mickey Waffle, popcorn, churros, cotton candy, and, of course, the turkey leg. Yes, a turkey leg wishable. That yes. sounds amazing. And it's winking. 
So my favorite part about Wishables is they're blind bags. So it's always a surprise. Candace and I, we just worked together to get a chuby for your son. We did. Your success in picking the like actual chuby inside the blind bag was amazing to me. I'm a blind bag expert, turns out. I'm adding it to my resume. If you're trying to get the turkey leg, take Sherry with you because she's yes, pretty good at picking it. I will it. sniff it out for you. So these are available now at Disneyland Resort, Walt Disney World Resort, and Shop Disney. While we're on a shopping kick, I got to bring up the new Disney Cruise Line themed Pandora jewelry. Okay. I feel weird talking about this without Jeffrey here. I feel like I'm betraying him by (laughs) mentioning Cruise Line news. I'm sorry, Jeffrey, but I'm also very excited about this collection. (laughs) So it's a double-sided 2020 cruise vacation charm with Mickey Mouse at the helm as Steamboat Willie. And that is available on the Magic, Wonder, Dream, and Fantasy ships. All right, we got to get into the interview real soon, but if you haven't heard the new ballad from Mulan, Christina Aguilera has a brand new original song from the movie. It's called Loyal, Brave, True. If you haven't heard it, picture or imagine organic strings, piano, drums, classic Christina Aguilera, and there is a music video coming for this, which will be directed by Nikki Caro which is coming soon. There's actually a lyric video now if you want to check it out on YouTube. Now, what's interesting about this is Christina actually also recorded an update for the classic Mulan single Reflection, of course, from 1998. She was only 16 when she recorded that. So it's kind of... Oh my gosh. Right? I want to hear them like back to back and see just how different her voice sounds. That is no joke my go-to karaoke song. So... Maybe we'll see if Loyal Brave True will be my new one. There you go. Mulan, of course, opens in theaters March 27th. The soundtrack's going to drop two days before that, March 25th. So last week when we were at Walt Disney World, we got the chance to speak with Eric Darden, the horticulture manager for Epcot's Flower and Garden Festival. And it was the best. I learned so much about those topiaries. Same. He didn't let me make any, but that's okay. You guys check this out. So we're here at Walt Disney World. Hooray! We're here at the Epcot Flower and Garden Festival. And we thought, who better to speak to than the manager of horticulture for the festival, Eric Darden. Oh, well, happy to be here. We're so happy to have you here. Tell us how you first got your start at Disney. Well, I was in college and, like a lot of college kids, changed what I was interested in. Found out about a seven-month internship at Disney. Had never been to Walt Disney World. And started working at the Land Pavilion as an intern. Liked Disney and uh, got hired on permanent as a gardener in 1988. So this will be 33 years for me. Wow. From intern to manager of the festival. That's pretty cool. Well, I mean, that's uh, that's pretty common in horticulture. Every manager that we have started as a gardener. That's amazing. What are maybe your must-see topiaries this year? Well, I guess it depends on the person. I actually like Remy. Uh, I think that's an excellent film. New for Um, this year. So cute. New for this year. Figment, you know, Figment's been a part of this park for almost 40 years, and we just did a topiary of him, oh, five years ago. This year, for the first time, we put him at his natural home, Imagination, and I think that's a great photo op with him sitting there. And, of course, always uh, our Butterfly House, which is usually one of the most popular displays at the festival, and this year it's moved um, over between the uh, land and Imagination, so it's a a new house, but uh, not a new concept. Love it. So how long does it take for a topiary to grow from idea to full-on festival 
Well, you know, the horticulture part is the fastest. What takes a long time is, of course, deciding what you want to do. Then we actually work with the filmmakers. If it's a Pixar topiary, we work with Pixar. If it's Disney oh, Studio, wow. Disney Studio. And they help us pick the pose. They make sure the pose we, we want is correct, that they approve of it. Yeah. Um, and then we work with the sculpture artist to make sure that the topiary looks like the character that we're trying to create. And then we have a welder work with that artist to make the frame. All that takes uh, maybe four or five months. We get the topiary in horticulture, and usually within a month or so, we have it ready to go out. Wow. Um, and you have oh to realize, gosh. too, we have to work with structural engineers. A lot of these topiaries, our big goofy topiary, which is 14 feet tall, he weighs 4,500 pounds. Wow. So, you know, you're not. That's like what I weigh after a Disney cruise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a very involved process. That's amazing. I feel like if I had a whole year, I would not be able to make any of that. I have great admiration for what your team does. Well, and that's you said the right word. It's a team. You know, I have 33 years. Some of the people working on this this project have more time with the company than I do. So when you get that kind of experience and, quite frankly, passion, you can pull these things off. But every single topiary that we have is an individual piece of Disney artwork. Mm. Other than, of course, posing with every single topiary for a photo, what are some other activities that are happening at the festival this year that we should do? Well, you know, we do have 16 outdoor kitchens. Um, Some of the best food that will be served all year at Epcot will be during this festival. Being from Louisiana, I can't help but lean toward the oysters, which we're having, which is a first for uh, any festival. So that's very exciting. And then, of course, we have the Garden Rocks Concert Series, which runs every single night of the festival, three times a night. Uh, so really something for everyone. If, if you have kids, you want to bring your kids out, this is a family-friendly event. We have two playgrounds that are themed for the festival, which will be open during the day. They're very themed playgrounds with some really innovative play equipment. And don't forget the beautiful butterflies. Well, yeah, the butterflies. You know what people always say, the butterflies garden's great for kids well then i'm a kid because it's really great for everyone uh, <laughs> if you don't like yeah. butterflies well you won't be at disney i know that right. <laughs> that's a good point is there a concert or two in the garden rock series that you're really looking forward to i mean the pointer sisters are going to be here so i'm stoked about that yeah and that's a great show my <laughs> wife and i've seen them qu- quite a few years you know they're all good sister hazel's kind of an uh, yeah. is new um not what we traditionally used to do at flower and garden festival and that's a lot of fun uh, and then Berlin, I'm showing my age, but uh, <laughs> I love Berlin as yeah. well. So you mentioned the oysters, these outdoor kitchens. We've been strolling around; they look incredible. What are some other things that we need to try? Well, there's great food at all of them, but the one thing I really want our guests to know is how it's not just a food and beverage effort. Of course, the food and beverage people are doing it, but they work with us to make sure that there's going to be something in that what they're serving in that outdoor kitchen that we can emulate and grow in the garden. Mm-hmm. You know, Disney, we tell stories. We don't just put on displays. And the story we want to tell at Flower and Garden Festival is all the beautiful vegetables, herbs, and grains that go into the food we eat. And we want you to see them growing while you're eating them. As far as some of the favorite foods, even though I'm not a vegetarian, one of my favorite outdoor kitchens is the trowel and trellis. It's a, a plant-based menu, including some plant-based meat product, which mm, is fantastic. Me, yeah. And yeah. actually what's the best thing, maybe one of the best things at this festival is we have an outdoor grill and we're actually grilling street corn. So we grill the corn mm. and then put... Oh, uh, I can smell it. Oh, it's great. <laughs> uh, put vegan cheese, yeah. <laughs> which isn't cheese, of course, just like you would get in the, in the streets of Mexico. It really is fantastic. And if the corn is normally grown right here in Florida, in central Florida area. Wow. wow. I need that in my life. Um, <laughs> So the event began in 1994, and it was 38 days long. Now it's 90 days. How far in advance do you have to start planning for that? We'll probably have a meeting here within the next couple of weeks to start planning next year's festival. Wow. It's, wow. it's a year-long event. and We've already started discussing some things. We'll walk the festival, and 
we're pleased with this festival, but I will tell you, if you walk the Flower and Garden Festival with a horticulture team, you could end up depressed because our goal, <laughs> our goal is to pick out what's wrong and to right. make it better. So we walk it with a very critical eye and start looking for things to make it better because, you know, everything we do at Walt Disney World, right, in my years here is to try to make it better for the guests every year. And that certainly includes the Epcot Flower and Garden Festival. Yeah. Mm. Epcot, obviously a park of amazing festivals, food and wine, the arts, the holidays. What makes Epcot so perfect for festivals? Well, first of all, the size. I mean, it takes a lot of room and we have a lot of space that we can put these things. It works well with the Epcot story and what we want to tell, the exploration, discovery. And that's certainly what we're doing at festivals. It's just perfect for for the festivals. And the Flower and Garden was the first. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. But yeah, I've always been a big fan of the Flower and Garden Festival, even now. Back when I was, yeah, a younger <laughs> person. Um, but moving on. So what are some of your other responsibilities? Obviously, the Flower and Garden Festival takes up a lot of time and is a year-round effort. But I know you do a few other things at the company as well. Yeah, I do. This actually takes up less time than it used to. Uh, anything you do over the years, uh, I've been in this position for 17 years. So over time, you get better at it. And things change, and it certainly has. I also am responsible for overseeing the cast members who take care of the irrigation system property-wide. Wow. Oh, wow. There's a whole lot of that. A yeah, lot of things need to be watered at these parks. Yeah. There's a lot of things that need to be watered. Dead plants don't go over well here. <laughs> True. Never seen one. Don't worry. Oh, exactly. <laughs> That's the magic. Yeah. Well, Eric, we end every interview by asking our guest what their favorite Disney memory is. So if you could pick just one, what would it be? Boy, that's a tough question. <laughs> When we were doing Anna and Elsa Topiary, we discovered we needed someone to actually get in the pose of the characters for the artist to make the sculpture. And we actually had a couple of interns here, and we asked those two young ladies to pose in that character. And, you know, that was extremely emotional and exciting for them to know that they had a role in helping create the new Topiaries. One of them wrote us a letter and says, every time I see Elsa, I'm going to think there's a little bit of me in that. So I think that's, I mean, that could tell you 15 more memories, but that's one that just comes to top of my mind. That's That's so beautiful. So sweet. Well, thank you so much for taking the time and congratulations on another incredible festival. Oh, thank you very much. Thanks again for listening to D23 Inside Disney. Don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe. And if you want to chat with us, hashtag D23 Inside Disney. And for all the latest Disney info, check out D23.com. We'll be back next week with more Disney news and a fantastic guest on an all-new episode of D23 Inside Disney. Disney.